0: With all the different distractions and things going on, and maybe maybe things are gonna get better. Uh, like I said, you know, it's a shame with 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 Jimmy. Uh, he just kept getting worse and worse. They had hospice in there with him, and uh, didn't realize he was that bad. But then he just kept getting worse and worse. So. Again, like I say, y'all keep keep his family in prayer and that God will just give them peace. Uh, Tonight, I just want to bring y'all a a little message here that uh, I've entitled it, The Lord is With Me and I Will Not Fear. You know, when you've got God on your side, you don't have to fear. Uh, And I'm going to start out here. But here, it said, in the book of Job... There's a a scripture, it's Job 14.1, which says, Man that is born of a woman is only a few days and full of trouble. We don't live all that long if you just think about it. When we're born, it says that we have a few days, and it seems like we have trouble all along the way in our life. There's always something that's going on. And I'll tell you what, if anybody knew what trouble was like, it was Job. The Bible tells us that just in a matter of just a few days of Job's life, he lost all of his wealth, he lost his family, he lost his health. He just had a number of things to go wrong with him. But yet, do you know during all that time, he'd never lost his faith in God? His wife even told him, why don't you just curse God and die? Job never would do that. He put his faith and his trust in God. And we look, and we get to the, toward the end of the Bible, I mean, not the Bible, but of Job, it says he received twice as much as he ever had. He had twice the money, twice the livestock, twice the wealth, twice, because he never gave up, he never quit trusting God, and God honored him because of his faith and his trust. And, uh, but, you know, Job not the only one who ever faced trouble every single one of us go through problems we all have problems and probably most of us have problems daily if you're anything like me you always seem like there's something that you come up against always something and uh you know we all have troubles but and i'm going to say well you know i don't have hardly any troubles well if you don't right now i guarantee you, you will have you will have problems in this life. Matter of fact, even Jesus told us that. He said, you will have tribulation in this life. He said, if I had it, you will have it. And, you know, we're servants. We're disciples of Christ. And we're going to go through a lot of the things that Christ did, the ridicule, uh, you know, the mocking, the laughing at, just because you're a Christian. So there's going to be things that are going to come against you. But... uh and one of the things that's going on is we have an enemy out there, and just like it says here in uh, 1 Peter 5.8, it says that, that he's going about seeking whom he can devour. Uh, but Peter 5.8, the scripture, is, it tells us to be sober or to be alert. Be on guard. It says to be vigilant, to be on guard, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. He is out there looking for people to come against. He's looking for people to hurt. You know, even Jesus told us something about, and this is Jesus' own words in John 10, 10. He said, for Satan only comes but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what Satan does. That's his job here on this earth. But then Jesus says, but I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus wants us to have an abundant, an overflowing life, and Satan wants to take our life. So, Jesus is, is, is he's warning us, but you know, we have an enemy out there looking to bring us trouble, but we don't have to face those troubles alone when they come. If you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have to go through any of these problems alone. I want to look at a man right fast, that he went through some things but God was with him. I don't know how many of y'all have ever heard about a man named Gideon. God used him in a mighty way and he was a young man. And uh, and the first time when, when you open up the Bible you start reading about Gideon, when you meet Gideon, you know the first thing you run into? Gideon is hiding from the enemy. He is hiding from the enemy. He was hiding because he was afraid the Mennonites, which was his enemy, would come in and steal from him the grain that he had been harvested. The, the Mennonites had come in and they were just ravishing in the land, stealing grain, stealing cattle, livestock, sheep, everything, and then taking them back. And uh, so Gideon was hiding from them. And Gideon himself, was a, he was a kind of a strange guy. He really had no self-confidence. He had no self-confidence in himself in how to handle things and what to do. And somebody would approach Gideon, he always had an excuse why he couldn't do something. Maybe you've met people like that. You ask them for something, well, I can't do that. I've got to do or this. They've always got an excuse. Well, Gideon, that, that, I'm going to show you one of his excuses just in a minute. It said, uh, the, when the Lord told Gideon that he was going to be the one who would deliver Israel from the enemy, from the Mennonites. Can you imagine? Gideon, I'm going to use you and you're going to deliver Israel from the Mennonites. You're going to deliver Israel from thy enemy. Well, l- listen to what Gideon says. This is how he answers God. He says, And Gideon said unto the Lord, O oh my Lord, how shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor, or my family is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least, or I'm the youngest in the family. I'm the youngest in my father's household. This is Judges uh, Chapter 6, verse 15, when, when uh, God uh, approaches uh, Gideon about, about uh, fighting with the Mennonites. And in addition to the Lord wanting to use Gideon to save Israel, Gideon would also have the responsibility of leading an army that would be greatly outnumbered. And I know this here might kind of worry all of us. Gideon only had 300 men to fight with the Mennonites come in with over a hundred thousand and Gideon was beginning to get really worried about this because see Gideon didn't know that God was already working working on Israel's behalf and but you know and the odds were greatly against Gideon and it looked almost impossible that he could defeat an army this large over a hundred thousand men and he only had three hundred but I want to show you something. The Lord encouraged Gideon. Here in Judges, chapter 7, verse 9 through 11, this is God speaking. It says, And it happened on the same night that the Lord said to Gideon, Arise, go down against the camp of your enemy, for I have delivered them into your hand. Now, if Gideon would have been paying attention, he should have understood that. What did God say? He said, Go down to the enemy's camp. He says, For I have delivered them into your hand. This is something God had already done. Gideon was already a winner because God says, I have delivered them into your hand. God had already set the plans. And uh, and then he goes on in verse 10. It says, god's still speaking to him he says but if you fear to go down then go down to the camp with pura your servant take him with you and you shall hear what they are saying and afterward you shall be strengthened to go down against that camp you'll be strengthened you'll be ready to go down you'll be ready to fight he said i want you to go down there walk around listen to what the enemy is saying listen to what they're saying So what did Gideon hear? What did he hear the enemy saying? Gideon heard the enemy talking about how God would deliver them into Gideon's hands. Somehow they already knew that God was going to deliver them. They already knew that they was defeated. Even before that battle started. Can you imagine the enemy walking around? I don't even know why we're going to do this. Gideon's gods already defeated us. They're going to, Gideon's going to overwhelm us. He's going to win. And they were already, the the enemy was scared. Over 100,000, and Gideon only had 300 men. They were ready to leave. And it says uh, that that whenever uh, Gideon heard this, it said then his whole meter changed. He saw himself. As a warrior ready to fight ready to go and uh god wants to help us in our battles too you know there's a scripture and i'm sorry i did not write it down but it it says it's over in chronicles and it says that when we have the lord in our hearts and on our side and we come into a battle it says the battle is not ours, but God's. God takes that battle for us. That's what God has done here for Gideon. God says, Gideon, I have already delivered these people into your hand. Now that should have really boosted Gideon up. And it did. It did. And, uh, but God wants, to, God wants to help us in our battles too. And I've, I've got several scriptures here that I'm going to read to you. And I hope that, that you, if, if you're writing them down, these are scriptures to encourage you when you are going against something, it's God saying, you don't go against this alone. I'm going to be there with you. I'm going to go through it with you. I'm going to fight your battles for you. But the first scripture I'm going to read, and you've all probably, know, you've probably all heard it, it's Isaiah 41.10. And it says... Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed or do not be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I'm going to fight that battle for you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be right there beside you. And then in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, This is God speaking to Joshua. Now remember, Moses is dead. Joshua is now the leader of the Israelites. He's taking them now into the promised land, and he's going to have to go through the land, and there's going to be enemies. And Joshua's a little worried, but here's what God's telling him. He says, Joshua, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. I'm going to be with you, Joshua, wherever you go. Do you all realize Joshua, I mean, God told Joshua this same thing three different times. He told him this three different times. Three different scriptures where God is telling him, Do not worry, Joshua, I'm with you. You go in there, you just do what I tell you to do, because I'm right there with you. And then here, in, and we all know this one, it's Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all things because Christ is there with me. He is on the inside of me. He is right there. I'm not going through this by myself. He is with me. And, I, and this here in and, and, it's, it is Psalms 34:19. It says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the, the, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He delivers him out of all afflictions. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Who are the righteous? All of those who are in Jesus Christ. God sees as righteous. And he says, but the Lord delivers the righteous out of all their troubles, all their problems. Because you belong to him. And we all know this one, Psalms 23, 4. This is David. He says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff comfortable. Lord, as long as you're there with me, as long as you're walking with me, Lord, I fear no evil whatsoever. And that's the way David felt. David knew. You know, David went through a lot of things, and the Lord delivered David out of so many different circumstances and conflicts. David couldn't help but to give God praise. He'd get to thinking back how God delivered him from this, how he delivered him from that, and how, actually, David at one time was so afraid that God was going to abandon him that he wasn't going to have any more to do with him because of the sin in David's life, the sin with Bathsheba. But God forgave him. And I like what David said. I think this is something that every one of us, when we come to God, and we need to really get close to God, we've got things going on in our life that we really just need to talk to God about, This is what we need to say to God. David said, For when I came before God, I told him the truth about everything. I hid nothing. I told him the truth about everything. I did not try to hide nothing. You know, and two, that's what we need to do because God already knows it anyway. But when God, when we tell God, God, I'm going to lay it out on the table. I'm going to tell you just like what it is. And Lord, I am truly sorry that I did this. And Lord, I need you to forgive me. I'm asking you to forgive me. See, David was honest with God. They said, "He says that David. He said that David's heart was right after God. That he had the heart like God is what he was saying." He loved God so much that he thought a lot like God thought. David made, like I said, David made a lot of mistakes. But you know, when God chose David to be the king, when he chose David to do the things he he was going to do, God already knew David was going to make mistakes. He knows we're going to make mistakes. I wish we were perfect, but we're not. We are not perfect. We make mistakes. But when we make mistakes... God says, Come to me. I will forgive those mistakes. I'll forgive your sins if you will be honest with me and confess them to me. He says, I will forgive you. I will be there with you. You know, maybe today some of us are going through situations or a battle in our life that looks overwhelming. I don't know how I'm going to do this, I don't know what's going to happen but the odds are against you and you don't know what to do. He said, Lord, it's just, it's just not fair. How many have ever said that? Lord, it's not fair. I think we probably all have. But sometimes we got to do what Gideon did. Gideon finally realized that he had to put his faith and his trust in God. There was no other way. When Gideon's sitting there with 300 men sitting here and, and the enemy's out there with over 100,000, and you know you're going to have to go against them, that's about the best thing you can do is put your trust and your faith in God. God, I don't understand how you're going to do it, but Lord, I'm putting my trust in you. And when he did, God stepped in, God fought the battle, and God won that battle. He, and Gideon gets all the credit. And, uh, you know, we just need to remember that fear does not come from God. Fear, God does not send fear. God does not send fear on us. Look here at 1 Timothy 1.7. It says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but that of power, love, and a sound mind. That's what God... Fear comes from the enemy. That's that's one of Satan's tactics. That's one of his favorite tactics is to put fear in you and try to make you lose your faith and your trust in God. But God said, hey, I did not give you a spirit of fear. I gave you a sound mind. I gave you a heart of love, and I gave you power. So when we stand on God's word, in faith, believing, then God will stand with you. And the battle will be his. God will fight that battle for you. I'm sure, I know there's some people in here, and you know that God brought you through a lot of things. I'm looking at Walter back there. I was with Walter, I don't know how many times, when he had his stroke. We was in the hospital. I'd go nearly every day over at Decatur. I'd be with Walter, praying with him, talking with him. Walter never gave up; his faith always remained strong. Walter knew he's going to walk out of that hospital. The doctors didn't think he would, and it wasn't very long. They had to dismiss him, and he walked out. He walked out of that hospital, and he's walking today. And that's been how many years, Walter? Five Five years. And God's hand is still on him. He's still protecting him. He's still got a purpose for Walter. When God's grace is on you, he's got a purpose. Walter's even helping with the youth over here. Helping to teach the youth about God. Now, Walter has been around a little while. How many, how many years have you been around, Walter? Ninety-three. Ninety-three. So I think maybe Walter's probably learned a little something about God in 93 years. And he's passing down. And I'm proud of Walter. I'm proud of what he's doing. I'm proud that he wants to work with youth. I'm proud he's still serving God. Many people that have been in Walter's shape would have blamed God. I don't know why God did this. We don't know if God did it. If he did, he had a reason. And we just have to say, Lord, let your will be done. And God's will is being done right now through Walter and what he's doing for the kids and the people he runs into. Walter witnesses every time he gets a chance to somebody about God. And that's what we all need to do. Is get that faith down in us and be a witness. You know, you are what we call, we're, we are disciples. You know what a disciple is? A disciple is a learner. We're still learning. We're still learning. You, a whole You know more today than you did a year ago. I hope you've learned some things. And you're still serving God. And I hope you're sharing those things that you've learned with others. But God is walking beside each one of us. His Holy Spirit is with you daily, living on the inside of you, leading you, guiding you, correcting you. You know, and that's one thing the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is a corrector. You mess up, you're going to know it right away. Because that Holy Spirit's going to say, whoa, whoa, do you know what you just did? You just messed up. You need to repent about that. So just like Gideon, we may not have a whole lot of self-esteem at times, but when God steps in, God can your whole life, just like he did Gideon's. Gideon, from somebody with no self-esteem, became a mighty and valiant warrior because of God. You can become a warrior for the purpose of God as a witness. So as we look at these things here, God is walking with us. He's beside us. Let's serve him. Let's make him proud of us. All he's done, all he's went through, I think we owe him that much to make him proud of us, to witness for him. But I just wanted to bring a few, I just wanted to encourage you today that God's word, he stands on his word. God God will not go back on his word as he has spoken it, he has to do it. He has to complete what he said. If he says, I'm going to do this, he's going to have to do it. Do you know God has to abide by his own word? He abides by his own scriptures. And he expects us to. So let's read our Bible daily. Read the scriptures. And you'll be surprised and one day you'll open up that Bible and something's gonna jump out at you. You say, Why have I not seen this before? This is how this is what God wants of me. God will speak to you through Scripture. He will speak to you through Scripture and tell you what He wants in your life. So, let's go to prayer. Father God, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for Gideon. I thank you for you walking with Him. Thank you, Lord, for Job. Lord, Job never turned his back on you. As many people as he had coming against him, blaming him for living the wrong life, and that you was bringing these afflictions upon him because of sin in his life. Lord, it wasn't you bringing the afflictions. It was the enemy. Lord, just thank you that you were there, that you guided Job, you took care of him. Thank you that you was with Gideon, Thank you, Lord, that we have these things that we can look back on and we can relate to. Lord, I'm going through this, but so did they. And I see how they handled it. Lord, I'm going to handle it the same way. I'm going to put my faith and my trust in you, and I'm going to to trust you to bring me through this. So, Lord, I'm asking you to bless each person here to meet the needs they have in their life. Lord, just bless them. Just bless them, Lord. And Lord, thank you for loving us. And I pray these things in Jesus' name, amen.